get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games Right, let's get bonfire midweek fired up. What's going on, everybody? Welcome inside the show. I am live in the Grey Cup City here in Regina. Zach Schnitzer joining me as always back in the home base, the heartland of Blue Bomber Nation. Zach, everybody knows you are a super fan. I, I can't imagine how excited you and uh, oh. your fellow blue and gold brethren and sisters uh, and, and etc. Uh, are feeling this week. But uh, as a media member here, uh, in the Grey Cup City, you can feel the electricity watching practice today, kind of milling about uh, the city a little bit. Uh, th- this is going to be a-, a heck of a Grey Cup, and we're going to get into it all on the show tonight. Oh, buddy, I am just revved up for this. Like, it's already Wednesday. Like, it's, uh, I just can't wait, buddy. But, like, I don't want it to come to uh, come to Sunday right away. Like, like it's just the anticipation is golden and all the great content you're putting out, and you and the hammer out there. I can't imagine how how fun that uh, carpool was to Regina, buddy. What were you guys listening to? Oh, were you just I, rocking I the tunes? So so here's the thing. I had to pull oh, it an audible. What? Jack, as as you know, and some others do too out there, and, and thanks to those that uh, you know sent me some well wishes. Uh, somebody tweeted at me today, you know, how you feeling, DB? I'm feeling like about 150 bucks. Which yeah. is pretty good, you know. You can you can buy yourself a nice dinner for 150 bucks, and then have some scratch left over to go out on the town for a little bit. But no, uh, all joking aside, uh, I was bit by something yeah. uh, over the weekend. Uh, you know, got it out of me, sweated out of me, did whatever I needed to do uh, to to get healthy and and good to go. Took a whole bunch of tests, all negative, feeling better, but good. still definitely on the mend. Uh, energy. 80%. You know what? But for day one of practice, just like Zach Kolaris, I'm taking it a little easy, not getting too in. Like, look, the, the game is still five days away, right? Yeah. So let's take our time. Let's ensure we have what we need to be ready when it counts. And that's the 109th Grey Cup on Sunday. And, and Zach, that's where really we have to yeah. get things going. Day one, Argos practice at Mosaic. Day one, Blue Bombers practice at Libel Field. It's the Regina Minor Football Association field. Beautiful complex, beautiful turf hmm. field, um, and, and buildings kind of uh, surrounding. I don't know why the Blue Bombers decided to practice there. Maybe they're, you know, just being extra cautious, keep all eyes and ears, um, you know, that, that they know about uh, in front of them and, and, yeah. and that sort of thing. Uh, but no Zach Kolaris at Blue Bombers practice today was not on the field and uh, no indications uh, from the team that he did anything physically here on Wednesday. Now that said, Drew Brown ran everything on the offense. Uh, and for those that maybe aren't exactly sure what's going on, Zach Kolaris did get his ankle rolled up on him in the West final late in the fourth quarter. 
had it taped up, tried to get back out onto the field, just said, you know, it's not working. After the game, he spoke to media, which I think is a fantastic, uh, like very positive uh, indication, Zach, that yeah. Zach Kolaris is, is going to be okay. Um, this is day one of practice, right? So uh, I think the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Zach Kolaris, everybody, they're just being cautious right now. He doesn't need the practice. He doesn't no. need the reps. Uh, so, you know, don't put unnecessary strain on something that's a little bit tweaked. He hopped off the plane yesterday. Yeah, he might be a little stiff, might be a little limp, uh, you know, with walking with a bit of a limp. But, uh, you know, uh, all things considered, and just my gut feeling and some of the, you know, scuttlebutt around the Grey Cup City, he's going to be good to go for Sunday. So I think Bomber fans yeah. are excited to hear that. My only concern, Darren, is is it is it normal for a player who's injured and maybe questionable to just not even be on the practice field? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and, and, and then someone like Zach Kolaris, right? Because you know all the cameras are going to be focused on him. Right. And they're oh, they don't want to give anything away, basically. Well, it, it, I don't even know if it's about giving anything yeah. away. Like, that's a great question by you. I, I think it's just, you know, the team and the the whole area, you know, the whole practice field. I don't think they need the distraction of, you know, right. all that energy. Like, you got to think about it. This isn't just like a city or two media. This yeah. is the entire country's sports media is here for the most part, right? So you're saying the coaches, the coaches and players don't want the distraction of all these media people just, well, just uh, vulturing onto Zach Kolaris and watching his every move. Yeah. Like just imagine 15 cameras and 30 reporters, pundits, analysts, and the like uh, with smartphones and talking yeah. and, and all of it. Yep. It's just a lot of energy. It's a lot of energy. You don't really know what that's like until you've been in those moments. You know, Stanley Cup playoffs at a Grey Cup. It's it's a real palpable thing. Uh, so I think it's smart to, you know, uh, maybe work Zach Kolaris out a little bit in the morning. You know, have him run around a little bit. Uh, get acclimatized to, to the outdoor weather, as I'm sure he pretty much, uh, you know, is for the most part. Um, and uh, then when it comes to actual practice where the whole team is out there, let Drew Brown run things as he does when, uh, you know, Zach needs some time. It can't hurt for Brown to get the reps, right? The yeah. only thing that concerns me, and tell me your perspective as someone who's right there, Darren, and has seen many a practice, you know, you are running you're not just running a, a random skelly, right? You're running against your, the defense is trying to replicate what Toronto's defense is going right. to do. Right. So in that sense, I mean, how concerning is it for someone like Zach Kolaris or is it not because he's not there that, you know, maybe he's just seen it all there and it doesn't really matter, but you know, he's not maybe getting those reps against what he might ostensibly see from that Toronto defense and Corey Mays. Right. Like, this is the way I look at it. And I think it goes for a lot, pretty much all of the Blue Bombers veterans, veterans and, and really all the veterans across the CFL. Zach Kolaris was an MOP candidate in 2015. He has played a lot of football. He has seen a lot. So for him to take a day or two here and there yeah. of just not being out on the field, doing the things that they're combing through in the yeah. film and the yeah. books and the meeting rooms and the pictures and, and all of it. Right. Um, I, I don't see that as, as too big of a deal. Um, you know, for Zach Kolaris, the most important thing bar none is that his ankle and frankly, his whole body 
mental, physical, the, the whole works is at its optimal place on Sunday when they kick off just after five o'clock uh, central time. And and I yeah. think, you know, you could say, well, maybe the blue bombers are doing some cloak and dagger and, you know, like they're sitting them day one to, to raise the question of if, if he's not available or not the blue bombers and Zach Kolaris himself who has spoken about it since it happened, have been clear as day. In the words of Zach Kolaris, we're good, we're good. That was to Farhan Lalji moments after the game ended and then asked about it in a media conference at IG Field following the win over the BC Lions. Jeff Hamilton of the Winnipeg Free Press asked, is it a question, your availability for the Grey Cup? He says, no question. Right. I think he put it to bed right there. And I also, you know, like, so people are now going to wonder, this is the next question, right? How much could it affect him? Well, if he misses a day of practice, you can't imagine he's going to be 100% on Sunday. But if he's 85, 90%, if he's 75, 80%, somewhere in there, you know, I I don't think uh, anybody would want to see him suboptimal. No, but the reality is pro football. Nobody is 100% and nobody, especially in this blue bombers team are ever going to put a number on it. So, um, you know, I think just having Zach Kolaris available and him being able to walk on his own power and, and taking his time this week to, uh, you know, just stay loose and, and fresh and, um, you know, uh, ensure everything is good to go for Sunday. I'm not too concerned. Either are the odds makers. You go to SIA.com slash bonfire. That number started at four and a half. It went to six in less than 24 hours. People love the blue bombers. And I'm not talking about people like you, Zach, that wear blue and gold and the, and the big W chain. Look at that. Oh yeah. Well, well, uh, Andrea was like, where's your chain buddy? And I was like, I forgot to put it. I didn't, I forgot to put it on. It was right there. For oh, those who are just joining, like this, this chain is now a legend. <laughs> yeah. And uh, there's a lot that... of them, buddy, at the yeah. Western final. Like, can you imagine how much money the Bombers made on this chain? Their margin must have, what, it cost $39.99. It was probably their margin was $39.95. Like, <laughs> it was basically a donation to the Blue Bombers organization and, hey. and happily done, buddy. But here, here's the thing what I, that I wonder. If Kolaris wasn't going to play, would you not say that you're going to play? Like, there, there is sure. a little bit of the nervous fan here, and I know I'm not the only right. one. Uh, I'm lo- looking at our fire starter. There's some le- nervous fans. There's Kevin Sproul here. He's a nervous fan. I bet you Waiters and Jeff Kabilas and Lynn and, and Freezer. Everybody has that anxiety. Everybody's right? nervous, right? For like, sure. yep. like I'm, I'm nervous about, like, I... Everybody's saying the right things. Apparently, Davis Sanchez thinks it's a serious injury. I heard that. I saw that on the chat here. See, our fire starters, folks, they they give us gold information. Because even though you're as brilliant as as I am and and you are too, Darren, we we can't (laughs) we can't know everything. No, we but do the best we can. Hey, we, we're here for we're here for opinion and analysis, right? I, 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 yeah. I offer some reportage because that's my that's my job, that's my profession. But in the end, we're here to sit around the bonfire and and uh, chop it up with the fire starters. And great to see everybody out there. Awesome numbers. Yeah. Uh, watching uh, live on YouTube right now, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, uh, and the rest. Head over YouTube.com/slash Bonfire Sports. Give a thumbs up consider subscribing and maybe the best thing you can do 
is tell a friend because Grey Cup week, we got you covered top to bottom. And if you're not in Regina for the Grey Cup, where should you be? Shannon's Irish Pub and Eatery. 175 Carlton, right in the heart of downtown, just a quick shot down the block from True North Square. It's around all the action. There's a Jets game on Thursday, a Jets game on Saturday, the Grey Cup on Sunday. They are open every single Jets home and away game. They will be open for the Grey Cup, and it is an awesome spot. Like, we've talked about the food so much here, Zach. The Wild Boar Burger, the Venison Burger are must-try items. I love their wings. They are legit. Awesome drinks, like 21 beers on tap, rotating specials uh, all the time. Tons of Jets and Grey Cup Blue Bombers game day specials as well, where you can get uh, some pretty sweet deals on, on uh, you know, like a drink and, and uh, a burger platter and, and that sort of thing. But they have got some amazing food choices. And one of just the most iconic, cool spots in downtown Winnipeg under the streets uh, and, and really just a, a one of a kind spot. There's a reason Shannon's has been around as long as it has. Uh, I, I, I strongly encourage you to get down there, taking the gray cup, taking the jets games, uh, this week, or maybe pop in there before or after you're, uh, you're headed to uh, Canada life center. Oh, I love it when you, you got to come back with the saucer pass. I love it when you say the saucer pass oh, yeah. away from Canada life center, <laughs> buddy, a little saucer, down a little the saucer. Cause they got the sauce there. They do amazing, buddy. Yeah, we. I cannot wait to do our uh, bonfire rap party there, buddy. Yeah. Not like singing rap, but like rap with the wrap W, folks. For the W with the rap, dude. I am just off the hook excited. Like it's Grey Cup. I apologize to everybody right now. I was a little bit meh after the West final, dude. You you ran up and down the stairs until you had no lungs left. Well, my knee was injured. I couldn't feet. run, but here's what happened is I got home and I, you know, it was a disaster zone at my house. So it kind of took the wind out of my sails. My son decided to try and bite everything that moved. And my daughter was screaming, <laughs> lying on the floor for an hour, apparently. Uh, anyway, you guys don't want to hear that, but, uh, it kind of took the wind out of my sails. And I did, I did want the bombers to come out with their a plus game and just crush the lions. But here, listen, we made it. All that matters is we're in the great cup, buddy. The only thing is, and I'm wearing my two cup rings, buddy, for good luck. And I freaking want three. Like, here's the thing. We've gotten greedy, buddy. We want the dynasty. The three in a row, like one was amazing. Two was extra special. But now I want three. I've forgotten about one and two. I want the third in a row because this this culture, this organization deserves the third in a row. And 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 I don't I don't say that I don't say this uh, very often, but because because I I think there's a great core group of about ten thousand Toronto Argonauts fans, and I'm going on the Argos Fancast podcast tomorrow. They're great guys. Listen, they have great fans. There's not enough of them, but who is it going to impact more? Bomber Nation is going to care more about winning than in Toronto. There, it's just like a drop in a, in a bucket with a hole in the bottom. Wow. And we'll talk more about the matchup, buddy. But like, I I was listening to a bunch of podcast reading analysis. Like, people are people are calling for the Bombers to to blow them out. And I I don't know, man. But there's a Grey Cup, and we're in it, and we're going for three in a row. Like. Uh, kill the ghosts of 1960. Those who remember back then, we were going for three in a row, 58, 59 with Kenny Plain. Kenny Plain gets hurt. Yeah. 
and uh, we don't even get to the Grey Cup. We lose that West uh, West Final back in those days, buddy. It was three games. Three games, and the East didn't even have to do that. They had one and dones. And uh, we still almost won three in a row. But, but well, let me, let me ask you this, because after championships with Jim Van Pelt at yeah. quarterback and then Kenny Plain at quarterback in 58 and 59, respectively, they lost in 1960, but then yeah. went on to win in 61 Dynasty. and 62. So Dynasty. four in five years versus three in a row, albeit within four years because of, of the missed yeah. 2020 season with COVID and the rest. Yeah. What would you rather have three straight to say you got like Orion's belt or <laughs> have four and five years with an Argonauts win uh, this coming Sunday? Well, if you put it that way, I'd want four and five years, of course. But I also want four and four years because here's the thing, Darren, you never know. Greedy. It, I'm greedy, but it's sports, buddy. Yeah. Like you never know what's going to happen in the following year. You know, sometimes guys, you've seen this more than I have. You'd know. Right. You see guys that just fall off a cliff. Right. You see a guy that dominates, dominates, dominates. He falls off a cliff like maybe that's Adam Big Hill next year. Maybe Oliveira gets hurt. Maybe Stanley Bryant. He just reaches his expiration date as a, an all star football player. Maybe Zach Kolaris is hurt here. Like so many things can happen in football. We don't know what Zach Kolaris, like we, everybody, yourself included, the experts, the analysts, the journalists, they think he's going to be okay. 80%. Well, maybe Ralph is asking, Troy is asking, appreciate you guys joining. Albeit late. You can always go back and, and watch the beginning, but we made it pretty clear that Zach Kolaris did not practice today. Day one, tomorrow, Thursday is a closed practice Friday afternoon is an open practice again. So that's the next time we'll get eyes potentially on Zach Kolaris. Drew Brown ran everything at practice today, but I would say the great majority of people do believe that Kolaris is okay and that he will start and play on Sunday in the 109th Grey Cup. Um, if you have your doubts, hey, head over to SIA.com slash bonfire. You can get a juicy line right now, uh, let alone using that specific link and a nice healthy bonus for yourself. Get yourself set up and, uh, you know, maybe you, you like the points. Uh, that line has moved like absolute gangbusters. But uh, the reality is it, it's not like Zach Kolaris went down to injury and he like never saw the field again. He's right. like, tape me up. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. He jumps off the plane. Yeah, well, the, the Bombers video, the Bombers video, apparently they had one version and then they cut down to a second version. And if you go on Facebook, you can see the full version. Well, there's, there's a limping that video too. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. There, so there's a bit of limping, but yeah, it's not like when Matt Nichols in 2019. But he's walking down downstairs. Like, he's walking. And, and I think Andrew Harris said in the media stuff today, if he's walking, he's playing. If you can walk down the stairs of a plane, he's going to play. And he's a warrior. You know, Jeff Hamilton, folks, if you haven't read Jeff Hamilton's piece, he actually went down to Steubenville, Ohio, the hometown of Zach Kolaris, where he's like the guy. Because he won the state championship there with the with the big reds or whatever they're called, Darren. What I didn't know, and, and I figured he was competitive, but what Jeff Hamilton revealed in his free press article is that Zach Kolaris is the most competitive athlete around. And that's saying something. This is a guy that when he was eight years old and they were doing an Easter egg hunt with his big sister, 
He didn't go after his own Easter eggs, folks. He got her Easter eggs first. He took her way, her chance to win. Like, you got to read that article. You ensure your opponent doesn't win. Like, what eight-year-old does that, right? Like, any eight-year-old I know is just going for their own uh, eggs. So he's going to steal your eggs. This guy is, like, I think he's going to play Darren. It's just that, you know what it is, man? It's it's that this team deserves a three-peat. I think all of the injuries they've had, they went through the COVID year, the culture, this culture of this team, Kyle Walters and the scouts and, and the, the assistant GMs, McManus and, and Gavaya and Wade Miller, the, uh, Mike O'Shea, all the position coaches. I mean, these guys have kept these people together in, in, in an era of one-year contracts. You never see... You'd ever see like a hiccup from this team. There's no fighting on the sideline like you see with Toronto. Everything is freaking rock solid, buddy. You see players that struggle like like uh, like Demario Houston or Jamal Parker. And then in a few games, you see them like, who is this guy? Like this guy looks like a stud. Because when you play for this organization and you wake up at 5 a.m. and watch film, like, like Nick Taylor learned when Anthony Gator picked him up at 5 a.m., in 2019 when he joined the bombers he's like oh this is how you study film like these guys do everything right and they do it for the right reasons they do it and it's like it just feels like they should get a three-peat if anybody's gonna get a three-peat it should be them and that that's just so if they don't it just feels like we're kind of robbed but then again if you ask me in 2013 buddy as a fan if if you told me we were gonna get to two great cups and win them I'd be like, are you freaking kidding me? Like, I could die happy. But now, I think we all want three. We all want three. I, I need to fill this finger. Buddy, how did practice look to you? What Any other things that st- stood out to you and Hammer out there? Well, I was just going to say first um, that I've said this for a few weeks now. Frankly, I've been thinking this for months. Anything less than a Grey Cup championship for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers will be a disappointment of catastrophic proportions. Absolutely. Like, I'm not saying they're going to blow it up if they don't win. No. No way. If Michael Shea wants to sign a contract with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, he will sign a contract. Don't even with the Winnipeg go there. Blue That's Bombers. not even a conversation. Right. So, well, at least not at this point. But uh, if Winnipeg loses... This in the way the entire season has gone, a franchise record 15 wins. Kolaris probably going to come away with a second straight MOP award for sure. This this coming week, uh, I think that's on Friday. Uh, Dalton Schoen going to come home with the hardware himself. Stanley Bryant could come away with an unprecedented oh, third and four years, uh, most outstanding offensive lineman. So, um, if Winnipeg is not hoisting the mug on Sunday night. Uh, The reality is it's a letdown. Yeah. That all said, look, we've, we've seen crazy things in the great cup. Totally. We have seen weirder stuff than that. So buckle up, enjoy and understand if you're a Bombers fan, really, if you're just a CFL fan relish in how entertaining the football is, with this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team. Zach Kolaris should play. I expect him to. Mm-hmm. And even if he can't, 
move too much or, or break out of the pocket or have that same burst, his arm threat combined yeah. with the physical presence that is the offensive line and the way Brady Oliveira is running the football right now mixed yeah. in, you know, like the way Buck Pierce is kind of concocting that beautiful bouillabaisse. Uh, cause it's just unbelievably Whoa, base. Whoa, Darren working. Um, this took buddy. I don't know if Buck has any Italian in him, but, uh, either way, is that Italian or French masterful right now? And know. with, with the way that's all going, they don't need Zach to be this, you know, Doug Flutie scramble around, make crazy throws and play. Yeah. They don't need that. They need Zach to go operate the offense and they need Brady to go out there and have the same type of game him yeah. and the offensive line that they did a week ago against the BC line. And you know what, Darren, they should, because maybe I'm jumping ahead here. Cause I want to hear more about practice, but they ran the ball down the throat of the felines last week. And they have a better run defense than Toronto. Statistically, they have a better run defense. I want to talk more about when we played Toronto way back in July folks, or, or maybe it was August. Brady Oliveira was a leading rusher with 28 yards on seven <laughs> attempts. Yeah. So think about the difference that we have now with Brady Oliveira cooking like that sure. with Prukop and, and, and the really, I would say quite refined, not only short yardage package with Dakota Prukop, but you, he was an absolute game changer against the lions change of pace they put him in at second and and two three four even five darren and it, it, it's it's amazing because it's not chris Strebler. it's different it's a different feel it's a different scheme but it's the same effect where you keep people off balance and i'll just say this before we get more into practice like if and it's it's, it's always the same thing with the bombers when they get the run game going you pretty much cannot beat them unless something real freaky happens. Agreed. Like when you look at that Toronto game in the summer, they didn't get the run game going. Uh, Toronto's defense uh, played really well, especially as the game went on. We fell asleep in the second half, Darren. And and they they picked off Zach. Uh, their, their DBs are very good. They by far have the most interceptions in the league. So if they make the Bombers one-dimensional, which I don't think they will. Uh, it, it's a it's a game, yeah. But you look at this rushing attack, which is the bread and butter. Which they don't go away from it. It's not like Calgary where they rush ten times and they don't get a lot of a lot of juice. They're gonna keep they're gonna keep plugging away. And and Brady is coming. He had his best game at the biggest moment of his career in front of his hometown. Imagine the pressure there. Yeah, like big time players make big time plays in big time games. I I flubbed that last time, folks, but I got it this time. <laughs> you know like, what? I flubbed that on uh, when I was on the waggle uh, yesterday too. Hey, where is the way? I was looking for that today. They got to get it, it out it, there. It'll buddy. be it'll be up shortly. But you know nice. what? One of the things we talked about though was the yeah. keys to each team's success. Yeah, and for me, the key for the Toronto Argonauts, yeah, is to stop the run. Yeah. And they 100%. they are capable of doing that. But you don't stop Brady Oliveira. You have to stop Michael Couture and Stanley Bryant and Jamarcus Hardrick and Jeff Gray, Patrick Newfeld. 
league all-star, Patrick Newfeld. I've been trying to tell everybody for years now how good Patrick Newfeld is. He's 30-whatever now. Nice to get an all-star nod, eh, Darren? Yes, yes. He got a division a couple years yeah. ago. Now he's a league all-star and, and yeah. deservedly so. Um, and versatile, regardless. They have to stop all of those guys. And, yeah. and as well as... Um, Rashid you know, Bailey, uh, Walatarski. Yeah, Liam Dobson, when he comes in in those tight sure. ends, that's that, that sort of thing. Sean Oakman is a freak of nature at defensive yeah, tackle. Massive. Number two for the Argos uh, on the interior. Ja'Garrett Davis, for those that have not heard, he is playing in his sixth straight Grey Cup. He's the Marion Hosa of the CFL. <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, that guy, think of the playoff bonus oh. money he has earned. If, if people aren't aware out there, if you play in the CFL, you get a little chunk of change for every kind of, you know, uh, playoff round you get to. And if you win the Grey Cup, you get a nice healthy bonus on top of uh, of the jewelry. But- Six in a row, right? And he only won once with Calgary in 18, right? He lost 16, 17, 19 with Hamilton, 21 with Hamilton, and now he's in number six. That's insane. And actually, yeah. when I heard they got Davis, I was like, I think Toronto's going to make the Great Cup because they've got Garrett <laughs> Davis, right? And Andrew, Andrew Harris. Harris thought so too. That's why yeah. he's signed there. Sure. Smart guy, right? Yeah. But Winton McManus, Enoch Muamba, and their dimebacker, yeah. Chris Edwards. To me, it was like a one-two oh. race in the East for that all-star dimeback spot. And yeah. it ended up going to Cameron Kelly of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And you can thank Cameron Kelly for making Alden Darby expendable and solidifying yeah. Winnipeg. <laughs> that's a good thank uh, you, Cameron Kelly. Dime, dimeback spot yeah, there. But, but that's the key for Toronto's defense to win. The key for Winnipeg's defense, as I explained on the waggle uh, on CFL.ca, that'll be out soon, but uh, yesterday we recorded it. Yeah. Was the Winnipeg Blue Bombers defense? Yeah, they need to absolutely focus on Andrew Harris, focus on AJ Ouellette. You can call it a two-headed monster, very capable, talented tailbacks. You know Andrew Harris is going to be playing with fire running through his veins. He said it on day one of availability of Grey Cup week. It's personal. He wants to show the Blue Bombers, despite being friends with Brady Oliveira, despite being good old friends with Nick Dembski and and a whole bunch of other guys. He called Calaris after uh, Calaris got injured. I mean, they're all buddies. Yep. No, like he's got those close ties, but he wants to stick it to the team that decided to move on from him and show them. Yeah. You know what? I had a torn pack. I had surgery. 13 weeks goes by first touch. I'm in the end zone to help my team win the East division. And here they are in gray cup. And will it be a bombers three Pete or an Andrew Harris three Pete to me, that will be fascinating, but the key to the bombers defense, Zach is to not allow McLeod Bethel Thompson to beat you deep. The Mm. guy's arm is legit. You cannot sleep on McLeod Bethel Thompson. And I know that's cliche. I I say that about a lot of quarterbacks can't sleep on Dane Evans. Can't sleep on Nathan Rourke. Can't sleep on, um, uh, Jeremiah Masoli, right? Like Trevor Harris. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. They all have, they're all capable. They're all capable of 400, 450 yard games, right? Sure. If McLeod Bethel Thompson gets into a shootout match with the blue bombers, that's where I think things could get a little bit touch and go and a little bit uh, dangerous sure. for Winnipeg. They need to ensure that Toronto does not beat them deep. Brandon Alexander is going to be critical. Uh, are they going to go after Desmond Lawrence? 
Well, Derek or Taylor, CGOB, pointed out that he has five pass knockdowns in two yeah. games, which <laughs> is a huge number. He's fifth um, on the team already. He's had, what, played three games? Yeah. Well, yeah. they, they talked about going after Jamal Parker because he's only 5'8". Maybe, you maybe throw I don't care how tall these guys are. That's yeah, the- but if you throw a big, like, you, then you can just, you know, MBT, we call him MBT, McLeod Bethel Thompson. I'm going to call him MBT. That's too many syllables. He could, you know, it, it's like what Rourke does with Dominic Rhymes, right? If you just throw it up there, well, he can just post it up. You know, they're Daniels gonna- ain't big. You tell me Brandon Banks is the physical guy? Markeith Ambles? Who's the big guy there then? Is it? Ken? I thought I thought Tavares Daniels was a little bigger. I'll look up his height for you. Anyway, I, I think it was Taylor or someone else, some another analyst saying, um, Six "Oh eight. my my good friend Ann Bennett is on here from Facebook, my colleague and a uh, great friend. Hi Ann, how are you? This woman bought me a beer cozy from the bomber store once to thank me, and I was like, I love this lady. I you love it. Get these little little tidbits, little personal notes. You know what, who else I love, Darren? And I stole your mug, by the way. I don't care if it says Darren. I kept your mug. We, I, nope. did, I didn't even nope. I didn't even make uh, overtures to have you get your mug. Cold, dead hands. Oh, this is an absolute beauty from Sandy Thompson. She, she had her sister make it for Darren and I. We both got one. Uh, I swear to God, if Darren's name wasn't on it, I'd steal it. But uh, he's going to get it. Just beauty. Oh, yeah. Let's just call him Macbeth. Macbeth is a fascinating enigma, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. le- he's led the league in passing two years in a row, but he is so inconsistent. He is so inconsistent. And he's a guy, I totally agree with you, Darren. That's a great call. If he gets in a rhythm and he starts hitting on big throws, he could throw for 500 yards. I mean, he's never thrown for 500 yards, but he could, right? Like, he he's capable of that. But he's also capable of completely crapping the bed. Like, if you will rewatch, like I rewatched the Toronto game from early in the season. He throws one, uh, an out pattern to Brandon Banks, which Brandon Banks dead, just dropped. Just, yeah, <laughs> they're not going to let you get away with it. He just dropped, right, Darren? They called the same play and he threw it up again and Winston Rose gets a pick six, Right. Like it's those it's those decisions, he the decisions he he makes critical errors and that's why the Argos lost the game. It wasn't just the Boris Beatty missing the the single. It's the critical mental errors that MBT makes or Macbeth makes that that really costs the Argos. And here's the thing: Richie Hall is an absolute master. You look what he did with Nathan Rourke. I was listening to the post game and I, and I was talking to you after. Think about how masterfully they contain Nathan Rourke. They dropped back a bunch of DBs. They didn't want him to get out of the pocket. So they sort of squeezed the pocket. There were hardly any sacks. There was a couple sacks, but really they contained him with four. They dropped the guys into the pocket. He didn't have guys open. He couldn't run. So they knew they didn't have to spy on him and bring another DB. And for the first half of that game, Darren, if it wasn't anyone, if it was anyone other than Nathan Rourke, with that pedigree and that history, they would have pulled his ass. He had five straight incompletions. So mm-hmm. Rich Hall is going to have a good game plan for Macbeth. But uh, I like what Larry Ward was saying. He could be a slow starter or like he was in Toronto when we played them earlier. But he can get going. Well, there, and there, he has two, a gun of an art. There's two sides in every game, right? The Toronto yeah. Argonauts, with their veteran 
players like Andrew Harris, who knows how to win a win or go home game as well as anybody. Uh, and Ryan Dinwiddie and Markeith Ambles and excuse me. And, um, a lot of these guys like they could easily craft a game plan that catches Winnipeg's defense off guard. Sure. It could definitely happen. If you're doubting McLeod Bethel Thompson, I'm not saying you Zach, but others out there, if you're doubting McLeod Bethel Thompson, he was 65% on second down in the West final or sorry, the East final. Wow. That's astonishing. He was 67% on third down going two of three. Wow. He threw for 299 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. And that left him with a quarterback efficiency rating of 131.6, which is nearly perfect. Perfect. He went 70%. He didn't have to do anything crazy. He really, really didn't. His longest pass of the day was 46 yards. You know, uh, had well, he had two for 46 yards. He had one for 31, another for 30, uh, another for 19. Um, he he didn't have to rely on 70 yard explosion plays. He took chunks when they were there. They didn't run the ball a ton, but they ran the ball enough. Yeah, I think you in in Andrew Harris's first game back, you say, okay, let's keep some training wheels on this. And I mean that obviously in, in a, in a very positive way, just take it easy. Don't go racing downhill yet. Well, it's great cup week. Is this Andrew Harris's final game of his career? It could very well be. So you take everything off and you throw it at the fire and you see what works. And for Andrew Harris, he could easily go out there and play like he has never played in his entire life. He has never been a speed guy. He is a smack you in the mouth guy. And for someone who says it's personal, the day after winning the East final, I would look out for him, mm-hmm. AJ Olette, Declan Cross, mm-hmm. uh, Curly Gittens Jr., ran the ball a couple times uh, in the, in the East final, they can do a lot of different things in a lot of different ways. Winnipeg's front, Big Hill, Jefferson, Jeffcoat, Thomas, Sales, um, Malik Clements, who is healthy and good to go. Judy Owen of the Canadian press. Oh, hats that's good to you. Wrote yeah. a, a follow-up piece on, on him. And uh, he is no worse for wear after that uh, nasty blindside. That blow. was nasty. By Suk Chung uh, at the end of that uh, West final game. But those guys are going to have to be really, really sharp. They can't just go after MBT and try to get him off his game because Toronto will throw some, some twists and turns um, and wrenches into the Winnipeg blue bombers defensive game plan. Don't think the bombers defense is excellent and the Toronto Argonauts are okay. And maybe Andrew hair. No, there's a lot more to it. And I think if Toronto can solve Winnipeg's defense, we've got a football game on our hands because if Toronto can score, then Winnipeg uh, has got a serious fight on their hands. Oh, yeah, I could easily see it being a dogfight and coming down to the final minutes, Darren. I hope it doesn't. I hope as someone I someone saw here said, uh, let's let's get out to a 24-0 boat race by the second quarter. That being said, you know, uh, and, and I'm kind of with Baby Yoda here, and, and this is just as a, as, a, as a diehard fan. It's like I would hate to see 
Like, I want to see Andrew Harris go down in flames in this game. I'll be totally honest with you. I love what I, I have. A, I have a Andrew Harris original artwork holding the gray cup, right? Like, I, I love the guy. You know, it's funny he says he has a chip on his shoulder and that, you know, we just let him go. He played a good part in his release or not being re-signed here. We don't have to get into that, you know, but it wasn't all, you know, the sob story. Oh, they moved on. That wasn't that is far from the case. It's much more complicated than that. And he 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 in some ways was the author of his own demise. I love the guy. And in 10 years, I won't care. I'll be he'll be a, still be a hero of mine. But I want them to crush him. I want Adam Big Hill to take him out of the game early. And I don't mean injure him and end his career. Just like take him out of the game. And I don't know which Andrew Harris we're going to see. He might have all the fire in the world, Darren. But I don't know how healthy he is. And you saw that last year. You saw that West Final where he absolutely crushed the Riders. He was the reason that we survived six turnovers. We still only beat them by four. We should have just destroyed them. He put that team on his back. But that was the first time he was back after, what, like 10 weeks of missing? He wasn't 100% in the Grey Cup. I mean, he wasn't very, I mean, Hamilton's front was very good. But he wasn't getting very much. I wouldn't be nope. surprised more of a decoy in this game. Like, I don't know what to expect, but I, well, you know, I have to tell you emotionally, I want them to crush him immediately. Like put him down, like, shut up, <laughs> shut him up. No love lost. Hey, no love lost. They have the Brandon banks curse. I, you get into their heads. You get, a, you get ahead of them, uh, ahead of the sticks. You, you get an early lead. You, you, this this wasn't the first time there's been arguments on the sideline. The last time we played them, buddy, in Toronto, there was arguments on the sideline. Brandon Banks is an immature baby at times, and why? Because it in a lot of games there, and when things don't go his way, or he wants a challenge, or there's a drop, or they don't throw to him again. You saw in the Toronto game, I believe it was they were on the goal line and they threw a inside slant to him which mm -hmm. wasn't very smart because he's so tiny. And Adam Big Hill just absolutely obliterated him. Forced a fumble, and the Bombers, uh, I believe it was, uh, I don't know if it was Demario Houston or Nick Taylor, took it back like 50 yards. Mm -hmm. And actually, McBeth actually made the tackle. <laughs> he saved he saved a, a touchdown. But every time, like, he, he is just, he, he could be easily triggered. You saw McBeth lose his mind in the East Final. I mean, I'm just saying... I, I would be not be surprised for them to just, you know, Mr. Mr. Caretaker, dad, pinball had to come down in that July game and, and sort of, uh, you know, put out the fires there. Honestly, he came down to the sidelines. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but it's much more likely to happen on a Toronto sideline. I mean, don't forget the Bombers were down by 12 on the road. They were road dog Like they were really road dogs of the Grey Cup last year, down by 12. That sideline was cool as a cucumber. But here's the thing. Dinwiddie, I mean, they've had our number. Someone referenced 2019, and I know I'm going on and on. I'll, I'll stop here in a second. 2019, we were up 20 to nothing on the road against that team, and they came back and beat us 28-27. 2021, the Toronto Argonauts were the only team that beat the Blue Bombers straight up with a starting lineup. And that was with uh, Nick Arbuckle. They beat us 30 to 23, but you know, the score was flattering. We had a garbage time TD. Darren, like 
they sometimes it's not your record or or history or whatever. It's how you you know talk about this. It's how certain teams match up. One team could be nine and nine. One team could be fifteen and three. But just personnel scheme wise, it just for whatever reason it gives the Bombers fits. Whereas you know juggernaut teams like the BC Lions and Calgary Stampeders and you know early on in the season Saskatchewan we were able to beat them. Uh, so I <laughs> right. It's uh, it's complicated, as you've said. It's football is 4D chess. Hey, any given Sunday, and the 109th Grey Cup this Sunday in Regina is going to tell a tale that will be a heck of a story, one way or the other. Um, I want to get into the CFL All Stars who were named. Uh, yesterday. Now, these are the league all-stars, not the division all-stars and the bit of the snafu that happened a couple weeks ago. But (laughs) Zach Kolaris, Dalton Schoen, Patrick Neufeld, Stanley Bryant, uh, and Dietrich Nichols, Engineering Grant, all named league all-stars for the Blue Bombers. Uh, Eight Calgary Stampeders were named. That led the CFL. Um, but obviously they're not, uh, up for the, uh, the hardware most, well, everybody wants the most important breakup, of course, but the rings, baby, <laughs> what is maybe, um, I don't know, eye opening or, or surprising a little bit to a lot of people in bomber nation is the omittance of Winnipeg's most outstanding defensive player, Willie Jefferson, Lorenzo Malden, the fourth of the Ottawa Red Blacks and Sean Lemon yeah. of the Calgary Stampeders are the two defensive ends on the CFL all-star team. Uh, it's always fascinating during Grey Cup week. We will see the CFL PA all-stars. Mm-hmm. Now, Michael Couture wasn't an all-star last season. He was a CFL PA all-star. That entire offensive line got it except for Couture, and then Couture grabbed uh, the PA spot. Um, But how do you feel about Willie Jefferson not being amongst uh, the the two best defensive ends in the league? Does it come down to numbers versus the eye test and, and seeing the impact he makes in games? You know, Darren, I think it totally does. You look at Malden, he has a high double digit sacks. I think it's like 17. And Lemon has 14, right? Willie Jefferson isn't, or Jeff Code aren't even close to that. No. Um, you know, uh, Lemon has a few forced fumbles. Uh, you know, he's he's all over the stat sheet. I think it is. I think it's stats, buddy. It's it's always stats. It's interceptions, right? Like that. Those are the sexy stats, and I think it speaks to something that's actually quite problematic in the CFL, and actually, uh, I find quite frustrating and embarrassing is that the deeper stats like pressures aren't even kept. It takes guys like Derek Taylor to chart or or Marshall Ferguson or guys like our our buddy Nick Kowalski to chart every play, like guys on their own time who have the interest and are just like, like uber nerds and have an incredible work ethic and interest in this stuff. Yeah, but it shouldn't be that way. It shouldn't. That's all fine. Okay, that that's fine. You don't like the, the the stats? That's fine. But the stats didn't select this team. Voting, but I think people the, because of the stats. members of the media did, the yeah. fans did, and the head coaches have a vote. So yeah, I understand better numbers will 
equate to like, like better measurables will equate to maybe more educated decisions. But the reality is Zach, I don't care about the numbers. I don't care about them. You know why? Because when I watch Willie Jefferson take a double team and then the tailback runs the other way and Jackson Jeffcoat or Casey sales has that tackle or, um, you know, Kyrie Wilson or, or Malik right. Clements steps into the gap that Willie essentially takes, uh, provides him to sure. make the play. What stat is going to show that? I think Willie they can Jefferson. have stats on like, like you could, you could, you could chart it and they should like on, on what Can't percentage of that. plays is Can't Willie Jefferson? Sure they can. What, what percentage of plays uh, chart when Willie Jefferson is double teamed and what is the, no. what is Dude. the result of the play? But DT does that stuff, Darren. No, they no, should do no, it. No, you, you can't measure what's happening with 24 men on the field. I'm sorry. I think you can. You, two minutes ago, you just said football is 4D chess. And now you're telling me that you can find a number yes. out of the chaos going on at the line of scrimmage? Totally. Pe- people do it. Those deeper stats, uh, no. they can do it. No. They can, They do it in hockey. They do it in baseball. It's, it's analytics. We're not talking about hockey or baseball. Well, but there, there's sports where people can, you can look at the deeper stats, like, What's what it's a, it's hard work, buddy, with 24. I'm not saying this is so easy. How do you compare someone like Willie Jefferson that drops back into coverage versus someone right. like Lorenzo Malden the fourth who does not drop back into coverage? Well, how do you compare you, those two? How guys do you compare you them? Is you, you look at the you like you just said, buddy, you look at the bigger picture of the play. You, you don't just look and 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 Chris Walby said this with you on the pregame, right? Like what does two sacks matter? What are you doing every other play? And how are you affecting the game? And what are the larger stats? Like, what's the team defense stats? Like, Lorenzo Malden, sure, you had 17 sacks. That's great. Look at the Winnipeg defense. It's it's near the top in every statistical category. You know what they do in college football? They give an award to the best offensive line, like the group. Right. I like that. I, I like, like that. it, too. Offensive line is a tough tough position sure. for us in the media to to uh analyze very difficult i i just think like when you when you look at uh they should be measuring pressures you look at pass knockdowns you look at team defense right you saw this at the west we, final zach you're, you're not you're not providing anything that we don't already do all you've said is they don't track pressures anymore so maybe so so then why don't journalists why wouldn't they pick a Willie Jefferson if it's clear as is day to you oh, look, when look. you watch the when you watch the games that he's freaking game wrecker even if he's not getting the stats he might be even a game wrecker because he's not getting the stats because he's allowing the other guys he's allowing something? the DBs to creep up he's allowing Casey Sales let me, he's allowing let me show you something Darby here. and, and Jackson Jeff to get the sacks you see this see all those zeros yeah you know whose stats those are Willie Jefferson. No, there's one. No, all zeros. Oh, got all zeros. Tackles. Okay, you got some tackles, handful of tackles throughout the season. You got an interception at some point there. There's an this interception. Is, folks, this is Regina screen sharing. This is what they do in Saskatchewan. <laughs> right? That's Dietrich Nichols. That's well, like, Dietrich right. Nichols. It's Dietrich Nichols Island. That's why okay? I'm thrilled he they finished with Darren. Just give me a second. He finished with 46 defensive tackles and okay. one pick. And why is he a league all-star? Because nobody throws them the ball, and they should chart no, 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 that no, no, too. No. How many times Let's, did Dietrich Nichols Zach, get hang thrown on, hang at? Hang tight, hang tight, hang tight. I'm asking you 
on the same premise we were just talking about with yeah. the media and yeah. the coaches voting. Why is Dietrich Nichols an all-star on the league level? Yeah. Why? Well, it's a conundrum. It's almost a contradiction, right? Because on the because one hand, they're looking at- Because it happens both ways. So you can't speak absolutely saying it's it, 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 it doesn't work because you need numbers for the defensive ends. But then someone like Dietrich Nichols, where it clearly does work. You know why Dietrich Nichols was named a league all-star? Because us in Winnipeg started a conversation about how good he is. The newspaper guys wrote about him. The sure. radio guys- talked about him the tv people talked about him and showed him here on Fair youtube enough, Darren, but there should be stats that it. easily show someone in calgary how like what percentage of deep balls are thrown at dietrich nichols i i'm not saying it's 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 everything it's never but I'm saying we shouldn't have to rely on the eye test all the time so my question to you is if they're using that criteria for Dietrich Nichols, right? If the fact that nobody even goes after him is why he's there as an all-star, which is legit. I love that he's there. And I think I, I give you a ton of credit for starting that conversation. He should maybe take you out for dinner. Stop but reading the live chat. Stop reading the live chat. <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm looking at my myself, actually. I, I, I like my beard tonight. I, I, I'm looking at you, and I'm saying, if that's the criteria whereby they whereby they picked Dietrich Nichols, why isn't that the criteria they used for Willie Jefferson or Adam Big Hill? This team allowed by I'm far the fewest rushing touchdowns. I'm just saying you can't blanket it and say we need more numbers and then we'll we'll vote better. This is the reality. I think okay? we would. This this is I'm not the saying it's everything. This is the reality, Zach. You're telling we, me it's three. You're mansplaining to me, but I'm another man, so. This is the reality, Zach. Okay? <laughs> Members of the media have a job to do. So when they watch a football game, they're writing a story. So they watch the best they can. Yeah. Many people in the media watch the game a second time, watch the other games, like say BC's playing Calgary or Toronto is playing uh, Montreal or if Hamilton is playing Saskatchewan. You watch those games. I do the best I can to watch every single CFL game. I am never going to throw my football reporters of Canada, brothers and sisters under the bus. But I know how difficult it is to watch every game in the league. It's hard. So what do you do? You talk to the experts. You talk to each other, right? You have to have conversations with media in other markets, with coaches in other markets, with players in other markets, players in your own market. You know, sure. back in the days where the locker room was open, the locker rooms were open and we can kind of like mill about the players, you know, in, in their locker room and kind of like, Oh, Hey, you got a second. Can I talk to you? I would, I would often go say, Hey, Jake Thomas, like who's the best old lineman in the league? Yeah. You know, totally like, love the that. best interior old lineman in the league. Love like, that. You know what? I really like this guy in Calgary or, you know, this, this guy in, in Hamilton, those things happen. And then you have conversations about it. The reality is when you have a voting system, you're going to have very educated people. You're going to have opinionated people. You're going to have people that feel differently about the value of certain stats or the value of impact in games. If Willie Jefferson had three interceptions this year and Sean Lemon had 17 sacks, 
but Willie Jefferson's three interceptions all went back for touchdowns. Yeah. Do you wait more to that? You can't just say I need more numbers and it tells the story. I'm not saying that's you just, I'm not, to, I'm not saying you, you just bring it need that. Together. I'm saying it would color in the lines a little bit. It, I a would, bit. I think it would help, I'll, I'll give but, you that. but I would hope that people, you know, that they, that they, they do like you do talk to each other and say, and they talk to the players, right? Cause that's, that's really good qualitative data right there. Like yep. you ask a guy who's in the trenches, who's played every team a couple of times, some, some more than two, who's well, the best. Speaking, right? of, speaking of Dietrich Nichols at the Grey Cup last year, when Nick Kowalski of the BC Lions, prior yeah. to him getting a job there, was working with Bonfire Sports, we were talking to Dietrich Nichols like during yeah. media day. Yeah, yeah. And he'd be like, Hey, what do you think of this guy? What do you, what do you think? Like, Nick's a big football guy, right? And he'll be like, oh, So, what do you yeah, think of this huge. receiver? And he'd be like, Oh, uh, 86. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, I, I like him. Uh, and be like, Oh, what do you think of, of this guy? Oh, 80, 82. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's pretty good. He's pretty good. He had that, you know, he's got a big game. And then you'd be like, well, how about uh, 17 on this team? You'd be like, oh, yeah, he's nice. 17, that's the guy. He's yeah. he's really good. He's hard. To, like, that's the type of uh, recall these players have. It's the number and the team. They know 17 in double yeah. blue. They know 82 in red and white, like whatever. Obviously, just examples, mm -hmm. uh, random examples. But to to talk to players about that and like look you can't just talk to one player and be like well they think he's good everybody must think he's good sometimes right. players get beat really bad by a dude remember when when uh uh, uh mcdaniels would always beat mo leggett <laughs> remember that i've scrubbed that from my mind buddy. like he would have 140 yards on nine catches like every single time calgary would play winnipeg yeah. mo leggett at the dime would have a you know just a, an absolute headache of a game uh uh guarding mcdaniels and the first name's escaping me i can't believe that uh forgive me but well, um uh, starts with an m McDaniels. My, yeah, my, well, uh, forgive me, Mr. McDaniels. Like, Mr. It's a you know, you, heck of a heck of a player. Great career in the CFL. Um, but uh, either way, I know I know the Markway. 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 Yes. Thanks. I got it before you, waiters. I got it before <laughs> you, waiters. But but that's the thing is is you're never going to get a fully balanced. Um, but that's what we love look. about football, right, Darren? Like we yeah. could have these conversations and pe people, people were fine. Darren and I are fine. We're going to, we'll clink some beers after this. So it, you know, it's more fun. Like when you just let it all hang loose. Right. Um, uh, and we're just, we're, we're not doing this for entertainment. Like we, we're just, um, oh, Towson quantitative stats with the sexy ones. <laughs> hey buddy from Singapore and, and Mr. Audette from the Island. Uh, just love all the people joining in Darren. Hey, can I, can I, um, so, so let me ask you this then. How yeah. did you feel about Willie Jefferson not being there? Um, it, it's tough. Like Lorenzo Malden, the fourth had, an outstanding season. I'm always weary. Pardon me. I'm always wary. I'm and always aware of the fact that defensive players on teams that don't play very good football. Ottawa was one of the worst teams in the league this year, arguably the worst. They're on the field a lot. So those numbers point, actually inflated, right? Yeah. Um, sack numbers. I mean, the team's got to be passing in order for you to get a sack. So all that said, he had an outstanding season. He is very well-deserved. Sean Lemon, same situation, outstanding season and well-deserved. <laughs> Willie Jefferson has brought home a ton of hardware. Yeah. He will 
trade all of those for another ring. Well, and, and that's he'll, he'll have an opportunity to go out there and do it on Sunday. So at, at I don't the, have a yeah, huge. Yeah. I don't have a sorry, Zach. I, I don't have a I, huge, huge don't problem. Be sorry, I'm interrupting you. I should be sorry. Well, that's okay. I, I don't have a huge problem with any of the picks. I'm really glad to see Tim White yeah. and Kelly Gittens amongst the yeah. receivers. Uh, Pat Newfeld, as I mentioned, uh, at guard. Uh, good to see him there. Derek Dennis, season was cut short, but he was outstanding at tackle on the best offensive line in the CFL with Calgary this season. Mike Rose and Jake Ceresna of uh, Calgary and Edmonton, respectively, at defensive tackle. Awesome. Cameron Kelly, I mentioned him a little bit earlier. Uh, Jamal Peters of Toronto, Gary Peters of BC, Marcus Sales was a nice pick. Dietrich Nichols, of course, with Winnipeg. Lucius Purifoy is one of the most special and gifted athletes yeah, you've talked about in the lot. CFL. Uh, great to see him uh, there. Renee Paredes, can't really go wrong uh, naming him the uh, CFL All-Star kicker. Cody Grace uh, was the best punter in the CFL this year, hands down. Oh, he's sky balls gets, like crazy. Yeah, Janarian Grant gets the special teams player. Sometimes that goes to a cover guy like a Mike Miller in years past. Uh, a returner gets it. It's not Mario Alford. Yeah, it is Janarian Grant. So, uh, you know, congratulations to all those guys. I had no issues with any of the picks this year. But of course, when you're in Winnipeg, you got to talk about uh, someone like Willie Jefferson being left off the list. You do. And, and you know what? At the end of the day, Darren, I mean, you're right. There's so many factors. And uh, I like what J James just J James Goodlovis just cut us to the quake. Yeah, you're both right. Let's talk about the Bombers. And I, I, I I'm getting there, too. Listen, I don't care if Willie Jefferson gets an award or he, you know, he gets a lump of coal. All I care about is the Great Cup at this point. Uh, although I will say Janarian Grant being on there instead of Mario Alford was interesting because Alford actually had four kick return touchdowns. Well, two kick return, one punt and a missed field goal return touchdown. He had mm -hmm. four. So interesting, right? Including one in the Banjo Bowl when, when the Riders almost got what back. What did you do the rest game. of the time? That's why. Well, there you go. The <laughs> average. You got to look at the average. The eye test, blah, blah, blah. Okay, dude, I, I, I got to ask, what else did you see at practice today? Or were you uh, just taking selfies with Hamilton? Yeah, I was pretty much just Those were, That was a nice that was a nice picture on Twitter, though. You both look good, despite the drive <laughs> and the early morning. Well, yeah, no, I, I took a picture with Jeff just because he had the news of the day. Everyone was yeah. reporting that uh, Zach Claris wasn't on the field. Right. Jeff reported that he would not be coming out. Oh, is that right? That's the specific news. So uh, kudos to Jeff. He's obviously uh, done outstanding work really for years now on the CFL beat and uh, well beyond like the, the work that he does um, in uh, abuse and mm -hmm. uh, sports. And then obviously the, the real human stuff outstanding. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm proud to call him a, a good old friend. Um, but for the blue bombers, uh, Keon Adams, their defensive end did not practice today the rest no real surprises uh i think it was good to see malik clements out there uh mm -hmm. no issue after taking that uh pretty nasty hit from sook chung uh i did not get to mosaic this morning like look i left winnipeg at like 7 a.m so i missed argos practice. Um, but uh winter mcmanus uh, really uh, standing out uh, as the one player. He's got a bicep injury, so he did not practice today. I'm just going to make sure. That's a big loss. Well, let's call Could it a be. loss when he Could doesn't be. play on Sunday. Yeah. But even then, he's not going to be 100%, right? Nobody ever is. No, Nobody but I'm talking about like sub 60. 
Well, you don't know that. I don't know. I'm just saying if he if he had a he, he was out of the game in the East final, right? Okay. Anyway, could be like I'm Zach just hoping Morris. he's not you playing. Just, I, I would love to see him not you, in there. You just rest and rest. And, like, here's the thing. If guys are in the injury report, you don't know if they're, like, near death. <laughs> I'm being hyperbolic, of course. You don't know if they're, like, abs- absolutely incapable of physical rigors of football or if they're just taking it easy to ensure that maintenance is there to be yeah. as good to go as possible on Sunday in pro football, like pretty much all of pro sports team and individual, nobody is ever, ever, ever 100%. And especially in football, guys are always dealing with something. You have a, you have a sinus thing. I got a knee issue. What about Demario Houston? So he was a full participant last week. Maybe some people were surprised he wasn't a starter. They had Jamal Parker and Desmond Lawrence out there on the field side. Right. What are your thoughts on Houston? Like uh, I'm putting you on the spot here. I know, but and you could say, I don't know yet, but like here, I read Brady Oliveira's in my own words on bluebobbers.com. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Excuse me. As I choke on my own, uh, words mm. um read that great piece uh, on bluebombers.com and and in that he talked about coming back from injury in 2021 right, right? and you know uh just getting there and being healthy enough he felt to play but in his words in his own words bluebombers.com in his own words he said that um you know forgive me Zach the sinus is getting to me. Oh, yeah. uh, clouding, clouding. Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, Brady Oliveira said, you don't mess with a winning lineup. And that's why yeah. he did not play in that game. So like, look, yeah. Demario Houston hasn't just missed a couple weeks. Uh, he has missed, missed a, lot. a lot of football. Since that Calgary time. game, right? He hey. went, he came up lame and Malik Henry took it in. Yeah. For the house. Yeah. To the house. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And that, and that was a long time ago because long I remember Mary Houston hanging out in like shorts and I was hanging out in shorts and t-shirt. Yeah. That was uh, after, that was what, uh, was that summer. was after the bye week after we lost to Montreal. That was, you know, yeah, it, it was a long time ago. Long so time if he's ago. healthy yeah. enough to play, that's great. Maybe he dresses on Sunday, but yeah. they have Desmond Lawrence who has been excellent. Uh, Jamal Parker has been excellent. You don't mix and mess with Winston Rose and Dietrich Nichols and Brandon Alexander. And of course, uh, Alden Darby at the dime. He is a great cup champion Huge. before. So I, I, there's no reason for Winnipeg to mess with their lineup at all. Plain and simple. Like we're, we're still days and days away. We yeah. will get a depth chart on Saturday morning. Ahead of Sunday's Grey Cup, I expect zero changes, at least to the principal individuals mm-hmm. on Winnipeg's roster. Toronto, we'll have to see how the rest of the week goes. I'll, I'll try to get uh, some closer eyes on that. But yeah, I mean, Winter McManus, you know, I, I think it's just, you know, maybe not a loss, but you say, hey, you know, let, let's let's keep an eye on that because that is a huge, huge piece of well, his defense. And he's, he's the middle linebacker, be, right? He's going to be tip of the sword, tip of the spear in, in trying to uh, uh, stop Brady Oliveira. T- tell me about Brady. What, what, what are you seeing from him? Like just, you could honestly say his best performance of the yeah. season came when it mattered most. 167 combined yards, 130 on the ground, 6.5 yards per carry in the West final win. It was masterful. Yeah. It honestly, Darren, it it made me so happy and it made it maybe even more proud 
because of how the season started for Brady. Yeah. Like he, people were wanting his head. People wanted to replace him with Johnny Augustine. Uh, that's a long time ago now. Like it's hard to even remember that we were talking about Johnny Augustine needs to come in, give Johnny a chance. Like Brady against Toronto, like I said, ran for 28 yards. There was virtually no run game. He, he was hesitating. He was, he wasn't hitting the holes and it wasn't until he had sort of an about face and he, he talked to Kevin Burgoyne and he talked to the offensive coaches and they said, Brady, do your thing. And he just didn't have the confidence yet and, and, and the experience and, and God, the, the pressure you'd feel of trying to fill Andrew Harris's shoes. Right. And, uh, he is, he has been an absolute stud. I mean, of course, and we talked about this last time. It's it's the whole offensive scheme. It's all the offensive players that play a role in that. But he's hitting the holes. It's the same offensive line Harris had, and 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 Brady was struggling. He's developed a chemistry with the offensive line, and he's hitting the holes, and he's hitting them hard, low pad level, hard to take down, able to juke guys. It's an absolute game changer, man. And and I couldn't be more proud of a, of a hometown boy and such a good guy, right? Like, look at what he does with dog rescue and. Uh, my mother-in-law has a crush on him. Oh, he's so cute, and he rescues dogs. You know, he now he can write. He could write, a, you know, an op-ed piece about about his about his season, right? Like, uh, just just incredible. It's just an absolute game changer for the Great Cup to have a guy playing at that level. I think. And if Winton yeah. McManus isn't one hundred percent, who I believe is their middle linebacker, also on this All Star list, yeah. Darren, he he, yeah, he absolute stud. No, watch out. Legal watch sport. out. That's like, can you imagine losing Adam Big Hill? How much scarier, uh, you know, Ouellette would look and, and Andrew Harris. That's what you're talking about here. Now, I don't know that. Uh, Let's not get ahead of ourselves one day. I know. I'm not. And I'm not yeah. comparing. The We're talking about thing. Brady. <laughs> talking about Brady. I'm going on a tangent. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible story, buddy. Yeah. Well, I, I loved how uh, Nick Dembski put it after the game. and. That's he simply said Brady Oliveira was built for games like this. He yeah. was built for these tough, you know, just whatever adjective you want to use, like just absolute hard nosed, cold weather, uber nasty and physical battles in the trenches that, you know, he was built for games like that. And it really reminds you of, the one in which he is the protege. Yeah. It reminds you of 33 Andrew Harris totally. and how, when it got nasty out or the stakes were big, or you knew the blue bombers or the BC lions, whichever team he was a member of, you knew the ball was going to 33 and you still couldn't stop him. One player will not take that runner down. And the way Brady Oliveira is playing, like they, they don't want to draw the comparisons. It started all the way back in training camp, right? This is life after Andrew Harris. What are they going to get? Is it a two headed monster? Is it all Brady? Are they going to go to this Greg McRae guy? Or we didn't know, right? Yeah. John Santiago was here. Like, the, yeah. There, yeah, there was a lot, there was a lot of, of possibilities. Brady is not Andrew Harris. Boy, does he have a lot of those same very attractive qualities that make have made Andrew Harris and make Brady Oliveira very dangerous football players. And I don't mean to speak in past tense no. of Andrew Harris. He's going to no. go out there on Sunday and show that he clearly sure. still has a lot of gas in the tank. Uh, but seeing 33 
Face 20, the master, the protege, the teacher, and the pupil um, will be fascinating. And then, you know, throw in Nick Dembski there as well, who admitted today he wants to be a running back. He was a running back. (laughs) Is that right? (laughs) He's like, hey, if you're running back, you get the ball more. I just want the ball. Get Put the ball in my hands. That's what I want. So he doesn't care whatever position you call. You could call it tight end. You could call it, uh, you know, uh, halfback, whatever, defensive halfback. It doesn't matter. He wants the ball in his hands. You know, we, we haven't talked much about Nick Dembski or Greg Ellingson or Dalton Schoen. Those three, even with uh, maybe nicked up Zach Kolaris. Yeah. Like, when's the last time Winnipeg had a seasoned veteran, one seasoned veteran Dalton Schoen with Greg Ellingson and yeah. um, and, and Rashid Bailey? Um and, and all of those guys clicking at their best, Nick Dembski, of course, you know, like that is a real mix. I think Winnipeg has going for them. Ellingson didn't have a lot, two targets, no catches in the West final. Did that concern he, you, Darren? No. So I think some fans were like, is the chemistry off? Is he a hundred percent? He almost had a pick six by TJ Lee when, when he me, threw it to Ellingson. If Mark Shifley goes three games without scoring a goal. Are you worried? I guess if he has been in the lineup for a while, maybe. I'm I, I I was a little bit worried about uh, Greg Ellingson. You know, he looked good against BC. Football, you previously. said it earlier, Zach. I'm going to take your own words. Oh yeah, that's your that's your that's your mo, buddy. It's it's gold. It's, it's a good a game one. of matchups. Sometimes it's just not the direction the other team is making you go. Sunday could be very different. Could be the same thing. But having Greg Ellingson in your lineup makes the Blue Bombers a better team. Absolutely. Having Nick Dembski, like, I don't know if you can eliminate a Nick Dembski. You can't. From, from That's a game the beauty plan. of Nick he does Dembski. So much. He does He's so like much. the army knife, right? You call him the Canadian army knife. You know, maybe you eliminate that big knife, but then that little uh, cuticle uh, scraper comes out. Maybe the toothpick comes out. Wild. Maybe the scissors come out. Uh, maybe, I don't know. What, what else is on there? Uh, the saw. The, the saw. My dad had one that had like pliers and a wine opener, like screwdriver. Oh yeah, screwdriver. you got the wine. Yeah, some some folks have them on their on their belts or in their fanny pack, right? Like you never know when you're going to need one. And and I'm just I'm just reminding myself, looking at the stats here, Darren. Sorry, I believe and I yeah I had that right. So Dembski didn't play when we played against Toronto last time. And I and I, and and you know when the run game wasn't going. Uh, and by the way, Sayonara, uh, Corey May. Uh, sorry, your battery run out. We'll we'll catch you on the. Uh... <laughs> That's the beauty of Bonfire yeah. Sports. Hit He's us up listen. on your podcast app. You'll have it up uh, just a couple minutes after That's the show. Right, over. baby, Darren. I don't know how you get it out so fast. Oh man, I I, I go into hyperdrive. Yeah, but yeah, like Dembski is an absolute game changer. He was he didn't play against Toronto that game. Um, yeah, I I you you remember the the Grey Cup, right? Like he he got that last year. He got that. Uh, he got us back in the game with that big touchdown, where he basically um, juked the those guys, the two two DBs from Hamilton out of their socks. ADHD. Hey, I have ADHD, so yes, it's it's always there. <laughs> it ain't going there. <laughs> it's a blessing and a curse, folks. Mostly a blessing, though. In in live in live entertainment. I love this Moon Vision Inc. Watching live on YouTube. What's going on, Moon Vision? Welcome inside Bonfire Sports. Yeah. Thanks for joining us around yes. the fire. And all are welcome. He says, well, I, I presume it's a he because they say, bro, yes. 
You Winnipeg fans will be so hurt and shock this Sunday. Uh, I noticed a couple other comments uh, Moon right. Vision uh, put uh, in, in the chat uh, earlier today. They're pulling for the double blue, not the blue and gold. So uh, it's great. This is what Grey Cup's all about, man. Dude, if if the Argos beat us, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm not I'm not turning on the TV at five o'clock on Sunday and expecting us to blow them out. And and uh, I, I'm really not. Like I, I am nervous as heck for this game. And Why? I know you do, th- this you doesn't nervous? bother you. Are you nervous like natural nerves? Like, you know, you'd be No, I'm even more nervous. Away. If we were playing Montreal or Hamilton, the thing is with the Argos. Ooh, They've played us tough. Yes, Hamilton. It, they have played us tough the last few years. They always play tight games. They yep. always play tight games. They've yep. come back and beat us when we were well ahead a couple of times. Beat and last year. Like I said, they were the only team to beat us straight up, and they still have the same coaches. Yep. So I, I'm very nervous. I'm very um, – and, and historically, and, and I know sometimes these things don't matter. We've never beaten the Argos in the Grey Cup. You have Andrew Harris with that chip on his shoulders. That's a, that's an X factor. Let's talk X factors. That's an X factor. Here's you- one. X factor. Right. Donnie Boy's question, which bomber will get Canadian MOP on Sunday, Brady or Dembski? Or maybe it won't be a bomber at all. Maybe it'll right. be Curly Gittens Jr. or right. Andrew Harris. Don't sleep on Curly Gittens. I mean, that, that guy's been an absolute... Uh, all-star yeah so yeah no the 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 game makes me nervous mark legio's struggles uh at the biggest stage last week didn't help although if you look at the stats we actually are better than the argos in terms of not only field goal percentage but uh one point conversion uh cover um conversion percent so boris Beattie, you'll remember missed that point after at the end of the game which would have sent it to overtime, and they had all the momentum. Yeah. Um, the Argos seem to win great cups. I, I'm seeing what Lynn Reimer says, right? They do. I mean, you look at 2017 against Calgary. They had yeah. no business winning that game. They were 9-9. Nine and nine. Calgary was was at the height of Bo Levi's powers. I think uh, they were 7-0. I, I got to check. 6-0, I think uh, Lynn seven is saying. 7-0 in their last seven great cups. Yeah, like it's it's crazy. They And they had two 100-yard touchdowns, one on offense, Remember that? Uh, what's his name? He's now, I don't even think he's playing in the league, that receiver. Uh, had one over Tommy Campbell for 100 yards. Uh, and then uh, who was it? What happened? Uh, what, what happened? What happened? I don't know what happened. Oh, no. And I'm then they had that 100 yards. To, yeah, I know. I know. You're looking at Moon Vision. <laughs> and you had the that 100 yard when, um, ah, what's his name? Receiver for Calgary. He was trying to get extra yards. And uh, they punched the bomber. The, the the Argos punched it out and took it back a hundred yards for the Grey Cup uh, <laughs> win. They had two a hundred yard uh, touchdowns. Yeah, and I I remember Andrew Buckley who had nine right. touchdowns and yes. led the CFL in rushing touchdowns Fingertip that year. It's stuffed. Yeah, he had he had nine rushing touchdowns that year, and and he just couldn't gain the edge like he did so many times. Yeah uh throughout the season um antiques what is it antique slivers dusty Dusty, what a what a handle that is antique slivers dusty late to the show is zach kolaris and his foot all good uh it's a suspected ankle 
leg, ankle, foot, whatever you want to call it. Um, did not practice today. Today's day one. Tomorrow being Thursday, closed practice. Friday afternoon, keep it locked to my Twitter. Uh, you'll find a link to my Twitter. Well, look, go to twitter.com slash Darren Bombing or just Google it. You'll you'll find it. Uh, I'll have the latest as it happens uh, from Blue, Bomber, Blue Bombers practice on uh, Friday. Um, but Zach, I, I mean, that leads the, the gray cup storylines. I quickly want to get your thoughts on, uh, Nathan Rourke and his opportunities in the NFL and Bo Levi Mitchell, who was traded by Calgary to the Hamilton Tiger cats, lots of speculation, some reporting from sources saying, uh, that Bo Levi Mitchell will forego being with the Hamilton Tiger Cats for the next three months and go to free agency in mid-February. How do you see this shaking out? Well, uh, I was, uh, and sorry to flip it back on you, but, uh, but I was curious, Darren, like when I think, when I think about the Bo Levi Mitchell and someone referenced his interview today, did so I didn't hear it. Did something significant happen in this interview? I, I don't know. Um, but and I'm not putting you on the spot. I'm just throwing this out to the fire starters, but I, th- I thought I saw something on, on social media that, okay. you know, he, he, yeah, he said something on uh, on Calgary radio, but um, I mean, like, you don't know the stampede or like the, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, like for the stamps, it's a no brainer, right? They're not re-signing Bo Levi. Yeah. So try to get something for him. Well, the Hamilton Tiger Cats are hosting the Grey Cup in 2023. So 12 months from now, Hamilton will be hosting the Grey Cup again. And for those wondering why twice in three years, well, it's because they had to do it in a pandemic year and probably didn't get their full bang for their economic uh, buck. Um, Regardless, they are swinging hard as teams do and should do when they host a great cup. So you can win it on, on home soil and tie cats weren't able to do it in 2021. They're going to try to do it again in, in 2023 with Bo Levi Mitchell as their quarterback. Should Bo go to free agency? Will he go to free agency? We'll have to wait and see, but the tie cats management is probably not going to just hand over assets for something that they don't feel that they can get done. Now it was a third and a fifth. And I understand that some, there's some yeah. conditions in there, right? So like, it's not for sure. Uh, and in the CFL famous for conditional picks or conditions of trades that, you know, you're like, what, what that that's Okay. Oh yeah. Two years later you find out, Oh, right. That was the condition. Okay. You know, it ends up being a, a second rounder and whatever it, it famous for it is the CFL, but Hamilton has three months of exclusive um, negotiating with Bo Levi Mitchell. So that, that was my, my, my curiosity there, Darren was, and maybe I'm missing something. I, I haven't heard that very often in the CFL where you, where you trade for the right to negotiate with someone. It happens. I, I, it, I hadn't, I, I can't remember the last time I heard it. And I guess like, what does that really mean? So the, so they have exclusive right to try and get a contract with him done in the next three months. That's basically all it means. Like yeah. no one else can throw it, it, offers. It does, it does happen. It happened with some, it happened with a marquee name this past off season. Okay. Uh, either way, it's going to be up to Bo Levi Mitchell. Like he needs the right fit. He wants to win. 
He wants an offense that is going to um, maximize his skill set. And he wants, my understanding, I've been told, that he wants to play somewhere that still allows him to be close enough to home. So there's a lot of teams this offseason that could be looking for a quarterback. BC, we'll get to Nathan Rourke in a second, right? Edmonton, possibly, I understand they gave guaranteed money to Taylor Cornelius, but if Bo wanted to sign there and the price was right, I, I wouldn't count it out. I don't think it's likely at all, Yeah, but it's possible. He's obviously not going to Calgary or Winnipeg. Saskatchewan leads the list, no doubt. Hamilton is obviously interested. Toronto may even be interested, especially if McLeod Bethel-Thompson goes out there on Sunday and doesn't look anywhere near somebody capable of, of winning a championship sure. because yep, Toronto has point. a lot of pieces in place, right? Yeah. It could very well be Montreal. It could mm-hmm. even be Ottawa mm-hmm. because with a new coach, they might say Masoli's not our guy. So there could be a lot of moving pieces this winter in just the quarterbacking in the CFL uh, alone. It's going to be fascinating what I call Bo Levi Mitchell, the, the first domino to fall. Maybe he may be. Yeah. I got the tie cats have made him that at least because they're either going to sign him in the next couple months or, you know, it's going to be February 1st and be like, okay, well, if you haven't signed anything by February 1st and free agency opens in two weeks, maybe you're hitting the, hitting the market. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me. I, I, I'm not surprised Hamilton did, I, you know, I, it, Saskatchewan is the most obvious one because obviously um, Fajardo's on his way out. But yeah, I mean, I, I I could see him fitting in Hamilton for sure. I think it's a well-coached team. They have a ton of talent. Um, Evans' inconsistency really did them in. But yeah, I, I don't know what to make of it because it just means they have three months of negotiating with him, right? Is that is that right? Yeah, okay. So I, I don't know what that means. And I don't know how often that translates to an actual signing. So I don't... I. I mean, doesn't he can't it, sign with anybody except Hamilton for the next three months, right? And but that wasn't his choice; that was Calgary's choice. And Hamilton, so, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if it means anything. You to could, be honest. look if you're in the twilight back nine, whatever you want to call it, of of your career as a CFL quarterback, and you want to win, there could be a lot worse places than Hamilton. Well, you talked about Tim White, right? There's a guy yeah. who, who's gonna who could he's very easy to throw to. You remember Wes Hills? Yeah, West Downhills. That's right. As yeah. uh... <laughs> and they got some good offensive linemen. They've got great players on defense, and and you got you also have to know they're they're going to load up. It's not just okay. We'll sign our quarterback and yeah, good for sure. They're going to ensure their roster is tip top for um you know for for a great cup. Maybe coach. they go after a Kenny Lawler, right? Like yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it, it is interesting. And when, and when you talk about Nathan Rourke, I mean, it sounds like he's he's got a bunch of NFL workouts planned. I, I think that's great. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised Over if he two dozen according yeah. to Ron Lalji. So how is that? Is does that is that indicative of of the likelihood of him getting yes. signed? Yeah. Yep. Okay. He's gonna wait. Like he wants the right opportunity, right? So like, yeah, yeah. Bo wants the right opportunity in the right place, the right mix. Nathan Rourke wants the right opportunity. He, you know, according to the the great reporting that, that Farhan has done uh, on this really throughout uh, from his spot in Vancouver there, um, 
is that like work is 25. Yeah. And the numbers he put up in the first half of the season combined with his age, second year pro first year starter is impressive. And that catches the attention of CF or sorry of NFL talent evaluators. Yeah. But Zach, to me, one of the, I think the asset Nathan Rourke brings that puts him over the top compared to somebody of similar talent is the way he busted his tail to get back and play and play well. Mm-hmm. Want a playoff game. Yep. Um, and, and they wouldn't have won that playoff game if it wasn't for Nathan Rourke's arm. Um, and like, look, he, he lost a game in Winnipeg. We talked about this on the post game show. He lost a game in Winnipeg to a very, very good, the best team in the league right now in the blue bombers. So I think they look at that, that mental toughness, that fortitude mm-hmm, between sure. the ears as something it's like, you know what? There's a lot of good athletes out there. A lot of smart quarterbacks that think the game and make decisions quickly and um, have a great arm and they're mobile and the rest work brings all of that physicality. But I think GMs and talent evaluators across the globe, know that if you have that little something extra that Nathan Rourke clearly has, that it's almost a a can't miss situation. So when he has over two dozen workouts and he wants a number two job, there's a lot of teams in the NFL that Mm -hmm. are just barren wastelands of quarterback talent. So and yeah, yeah. Sorry, Darren. And from what I've heard, he he grinds, right? Like he grinds in the film room uh, like any marquee quarterback would. And, 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 and contrary to what, uh, freezer saying, he, he actually does have a quick release. That's, that's one of the hallmarks. Super that, quick, super quick and, and, and super quick to, to just bomb it down the field. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it, he's an incredible talent, Darren. And I would love to see him, uh, just tear it up in the NFL. I mean, what yeah. he, the pace he was setting. Like and well, even God. in a game where he wasn't 100 percent against the best team in the league on the road with those fans, he was it within one score. Now that wasn't just him; that was some mistakes on our part. But he was in with one score, and and he had a horrible first half. He ended up with 300 yards, a touchdown. Right? Like, I I, I was impressed with with uh, what what he showed on Sunday. To be honest, and you know yeah. he cares, right? He he. he for a guy that has NFL aspirations, that game meant everything to him. And I, he, you could argue that maybe he even put his health on the line by coming back as soon as he did. I, I'm not, I'm not too yeah. sure. But well, uh, and, the, and these workouts, he's going to begin next week. Like as soon as the Grey Cup is over, the the window for NFL workouts of CFL players under contract opens. So yeah. he's got to have, he's got to space them out, and he is going to take them nice and slowly. Um, big hat tip to to Farhan Lalji, who had lots of details uh, on all of that. Uh, earlier this week but yeah space it out they're not going to ask him to run the cone drill or 40 or anything like that he's just going to sit back there and he's going to throw and he's going to talk he's going to go into a meeting room they might ask him to like you know drop some things on on the whiteboard that sort of thing or they'll show him a defense okay give us your progression what are you seeing what are they showing (coughs) excuse me it helps a lot that a canadian kid like nathan work played in the ncaa in a like legit program at Ohio university playing for the Bobcats um, because NFL talent evaluators know that he is used to 11 on 11 football with just like 
the free safety and uh, a nickel might come in as an extra uh, DB. But like um, either way, I, I think yeah. for Nathan Rourke, the the mind, the body, and then just that uh, will that he has to be the best uh, that he can be all the time. Uh, it's a reason why he was so good uh, in his short time here in the NFL. Like I, I'm, I'm with you. I want to see him tear it up in the NFL. I'm also just a fan of the game and, and not a fan sure. of any team in particular. I would love to see him come back to the CFL. Absolutely. absolutely tear it up and lead the BC lions or whichever team to a three Pete. I think that would be fantastic. Awesome. And, 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 you know, as long as we get our three-peat, I'm willing to share the Grey Cup. I just want the three-peat, buddy. Yeah, no, and Rourke is good for BC, which is which is a really important market, and, and Amar Deman has done great things. Yeah. I, I think we got to, we got to, we're getting to the sunset here, Darren, uh, of this show, and you have so much more coming up, buddy, on Bonfire. So before we sort of maybe, dare I say, make our picks, I will make my pick. You might be too soon for you. Give it. But uh, before we do that, what have you got coming up this week? Because I, I know the the big guy, the legend is on tap. Uh, you've probably got a, a, some other spots. Yeah, we got a lot, obviously. Chris Walby will join me for game day Winnipeg, as he always does the day before the game. We're aiming for Saturday afternoon, but nice. lots happening, obviously, in the Grey Cup City. So uh, just keep it locked to, to bonfiresports.ca and, and our YouTube page and, and our uh, podcast pages. Uh, sub up, like, subscribe, do all those good things. Hit the comments. We appreciate all that so much. I read them all. I respond to the questions and everything you guys have. Hit the hotline. People have been texting me already during the show. 816-TIPS, 204-816-8477. Uh, hit it up and uh, let's chat. We'll, we'll talk about it, but, um, post game is going to be interesting, Zach, because like, I mean, I'm going to be on the field. I'm going to be in the locker room, you know, win or lose happy or sad, whatever it is, tears of joy or tears of despair. Um, so we'll, we'll see how post game shakes out. We might have to do it on Monday. That's okay. I can do Monday. I'll, I'll, I'll move things around for you, Darren. I, I got to give a shout out to, to a guy I haven't seen here before, uh, James Kudlovich. He's he's just throwing down some great stats here. Uh, welcome to the show, buddy. If, if I've missed you before, I, I apologize, but uh, really enjoying your stuff here on, on the fireside, uh, keeping us entertained, my friend, and, and informed. So, I mean, and this this goes perfectly into into my into my pick, I think. If I were to pick this game and try and be as objective as possible, it's hard for me to do that. Uh, I'm a worried fan. I, I, I'm someone who's seen 2007 and 2001, dare I say it. I know people around the fireside feels like I've poured gasoline on the fire. They're like, whoa, 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 don't talk about that. But listen, these things happen. Now, do I think it's less likely to happen to this team? Yeah. I would pick the Bombers. I'm still nervous as heck. But in, in almost every conceivable statistical category, Darren, that is measured, the Bombers are a better team, mm-hmm. often by quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I look at things like penalties, much more discipline, and those things can come back to bite you in the Grey Cup, right? You look at TDs allowed. You look at it just overall defense and offense, possession. Uh, the only place where I see Toronto – as having an advantage, really, unless Zach Kolaris is significantly injured, is they get a lot of interceptions. But they played a lot of their games against the East Division. And I, I, I 
if you get if you get that many interceptions against Calgary, Saskatchewan, BC, okay, that's one thing. But if it's against when well, you've played Ottawa three times, well, have you done those numbers? I haven't done those numbers. I haven't done those numbers. You brought it up. No, I know. I'm just saying a lot of those games have been. It would be interesting to run them, right? But a lot of those games have been against these division. Well, so and, and like like uh, that commenter was mentioning that yeah. you know they have a low yards per carry average and and low uh, pass First completion down. percentage. Yeah. That's based on the entire year when they yeah. got a run game going. Yeah, when AJ Ouellette began to emerge, and now you add Andrew Harris in the playoffs. McLeod Bethel Thompson's numbers are better. And just imagine you have a balanced offense. Things both work Yeah. because if you have pass, the run opens, you, you have the run, the pass opens. So uh, don't just look at the year long numbers on the Argos and say, well, okay, they're not very good. That's a fair point. Or B or C. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you look at the sort of the trends as the season went on for absolutely for sure. Even then, though, just in the culture of the, of the Bombers, the discipline, the experience, they've been there again and again, and now it's their third time. And I think it almost it almost gives you an unfair advantage because the more experience you get in big games, you know, if things turn sideways on the Bombers, you know, uh, Janarian drops a punt or Zach throws a pick six or there's a bizarre penalty like we had, a, you know, it's a legit penalty, but that legit, that, that bizarre one you almost never see against the plant leg of the punter, right? That absolutely turned yep. that game around. Um, the You know that the Bombers are going to be resilient and they're not going to crumble. And I would, I would pick the Bombers. I don't know if I'd take the six, uh, I don't, I, I, I might give Toronto, I, I don't think I'd pick them. I think I'd pick Toronto against the spread, but I do think the Bombers should win the game. Even when you talk about, and, and tell me if my numbers are wrong, but I looked at the league wide stats. Even if you look at Legio being a liability, the Bombers do have a better field goal percentage as a team and better convert percentage than, than the Toronto Argonauts. So even there, uh, I, uh, even there, they, they have a, you know, a slight advantage, although, you know, that's, that's league, you know, that's, that's season long, Darren. I mean, I think anybody would maybe take Boris Beattie over, over Legio to kick a game winner, but I, I think it's going to be a tight game for a while. Yeah. I, I do. Well, and, and this was an earlier comment that leads into that. Uh, Tamara Harland, who's watching live on YouTube. <laughs> Welcome, know, Tamara. Tamara. Great comment here. Hope yeah. you see some double QB packages from Buck Pierce. That That is like, that's what happens. Like, yeah. if you want to gain an advantage in a win or go home, season's over for both of these teams, no matter what happens. So you lay it all out there. New rule this year, two quarterbacks. The Bombers could do Kolaris Brown. Kolaris, uh, Prukop, yeah. Prukop Brown, Prukop, like they, they could mix it up a ton. So it'll be fascinating to see that sort of thing. Um, also wanted to mention this, Chris Joyle, uh, what's going on, Chris? Thanks for joining us and everybody out there uh, watching on, on Bonfire. Uh, how's the weather in Regina presently? I'll be honest, it's actually really nice. It's actually really got. Yeah. nice. And the forecast for Sunday is outstanding. Minus three is the high during the day, dropping to minus 10. And 
how are they looking for wind? I, I don't think it's going to be too much of a factor for Sunday. Yeah. Gusts 24 gusting to 36. So it, it, it ain't going to be like the gray cup in Regina. When was that? 2003. It was bonkers. Like 2013 was a weird one. I was, I was there with my pops and it was actually like plus one at the beginning of the game. 2013. You remember yeah. that? Yeah. But then it got really freaking cold as the game went on. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I think Sunday is going to be beautiful. So the run game, regardless of if it's cold or snowy or, or the rest, the run game is going to be big, but the pass game is going to change the game. So, you know, we're, we're going to keep a, a close eye on this. And Zach, I would love to have you on uh, again this week. Ooh, uh, baby. You just bang out a, a few minutes here and there. I'll let you go on one of your uh, famous tangents and uh, and, and uh, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I like I like what she said about the two quarterbacks because there was that one uh, one of the plays of the year I think Kalaros went out wide. You remember that play? Kalaros went out wide, and and uh, who threw that? Was it Prukop who threw that touchdown pass? Mm. Or there was a play I forget. I'll have to look back. If you if you remember this one, folks around the around the bonfire, uh, Kalaros went out wide. It went to Prukop, and I think he threw a touchdown to Sean. But anyway. Yeah, sure. You might see that. I mean, you're gonna save a wrinkle, right? You you've talked all year, Darren, about you don't you don't show your cards early in the season. You don't show it in the middle of the season. These teams haven't played each other much, and they haven't played each other. I mean, they're Toronto's such uh, Toronto and Winnipeg are very different teams now than they were. So you're you're gonna see you're gonna see some wrinkles. You're gonna get see some interesting things for sure. Yeah, but I would take the Bombers. I, but I'm 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 not uh, I'm not turning on the games I said and saying ah oh, we 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 should own them because we're better in every category. You're the, spoiled. The football Jack. football is so Your complicated. Perspective is so skewed, brother. Yeah, mine is because I'm such a worrywart. Me and Kevin Sproul. <laughs> well, you worry. <laughs> you know I'm playing with you, but like of course, you worry and worry and worry, and then you expect the Bombers to just kick the living crap out of everybody. And if I they certainly go, want like, them oh, to. Wow, you, you know, know no, I do not. I expect them to kick the living crap out of BC, but not necessarily. You know, you all. know, in the words of of Mike O'Shea, football games are hard to win. They are. They are hard to win, even for good teams. Uh, just want to catch everybody up. So. Keep it locked to Bonfire Sports tomorrow, East Division and West Division champions breakfasts. So chance mm. to talk to dozens of Argonauts players in the morning, Blue Bombers players in the afternoon. The CFL awards are tomorrow. So I'll be throwing some stuff up on social media. Be sure you head to our Instagram and my Twitter as well. Uh, Bonfire.sports, Bonfire Sports TV on Twitter at Darren Bombing. There's half of my name uh, blocked by the Grey Cup there wow. uh, on the screen, but uh, it's a great follow cup. all of that. Zach, you'll be retweeting them. Uh, and for those of you that don't have Twitter, like you might as well check it out before it disappears. <laughs> uh, and you don't have to sign up or anything like that. Just go to twitter.com/slash Bonfire Sports TV or twitter.com/slash. Darren Bombing. You'll find it all there. Zach Schnitzer 48 is this young man's handle. Uh, young so man. that, that's Thursday with the CFL awards wrapping things up. Friday is the CFL commissioner's state of the league address to the media. Uh, the bombers and the Argos back on the practice field on Friday because tomorrow's sessions uh, are closed. Um, and then gray cup Saturday, so much happening uh, with walkthrough media availability uh, and the rest Saturdays that day where everything kind of, you know, 
for the fans and for the Grey Cup Festival, it's like a crescendo. Mm-hmm. But for like the media and the teams, it's like, okay, focus in. Waking up in the morning and it's go time. Yeah. So uh, we've got you covered top to bottom. Chris Walby will join me on Saturday. Uh, we're going to get some sort of post game going. Uh, we'll see if I can get pulled out of uh, the locker room, either the championship locker room or the heartbreak locker room. Yeah. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all goes. But uh, I took the Jets game off on Monday, Zach, so I can ensure oh, Bonfire Sports Nation, all the fire starters out there are covered uh, following the 109th Grey Cup. Oh, man. And you know O'Shea is not going to let them wear goggles in that championship locker room, right? Because you got to get that sting in your eye. Oh, they were. Just... They wore them last year. <laughs> Did they? Oh, yeah. I remember hearing that O'Shea said, no, you shouldn't wear goggles or something like Old school. We, we got to go one and zero in the locker room, then the championship locker room. We got to go one and zero on the airplane home. You know, he doesn't turn it off. No, just kidding. Um, no, it's gonna be good, Darren. Darren, do you have just before you talk about the Shannons again? Do you have a pick? Where are yeah, you? Yeah, I, I, I said it on the waggle. I've been saying okay. it for weeks, and and you know, like, look, I I said it earlier today because I've been thinking it for months. Anything less than a Grey Cup championship will be a huge disappointment for this franchise. And I say that in a positive tone. Yeah, I'm not saying they lose or it'll be awful. No. The expectation is firmly that they will win. And I expect them to win. Zach Kalara, 70%, 90%, 110%, whatever cliche you want to put on it. It, it doesn't matter. Winnipeg knows how to win and their number one enemy. This is what I'll leave it on Zach. The blue bombers, number one enemy in between them and a third straight gray cup is themselves. If they don't beat themselves, I don't think anybody can beat them. So Sunday is when it all happens and, and uh, we will be watching closely uh, and we hope you come along for the ride here on Bonfire Sports. Shannon's Irish Pub open for the Jets game uh, on Thursday, on Saturday with the Penguins in town. Uh, whether you're going to the game or coming back after the game or maybe you want to watch the game there. They have all their TVs on with the sound. Amazing food. Go check them out even if you're just hungry but stick around for a beverage or a few. Uh, they'll take care of you. No question. Just a saucer pass down the street from true north square 175 carlton under the streets of winnipeg in uh the iconic spot shannon's irish pub and eatery good times zach appreciate you buddy great great times buddy and and i wanted to say i just love the sauce you got to keep the saucer pass you got to keep the saucer pass and if anyone wants to come to my great great cup party 900 hazel dell BYOB. I thought it was 925. <laughs> 925 Hazel Let's go. <laughs> I love Show how that's, like, that joke has stuck around oh, all year. It. Well, and yeah. you know what, Zach? I'm, I'm also going to say maybe a little congratulations to you and I. Our 25th episode Woo. tonight in year one of Bonfire Midweek. I'm excited about that, man. Yeah, buddy. Thank Good you. Good for us, eh? We, uh... We've uh, we've done pretty well, eh, buddy? Like this, uh, hey, this show was your idea at its core. Well, finally, I get credit. Finally, (laughs) I get credit. Darren was like, Darren called me. He's like, I I heard you're a big podcaster. I don't know what to do this year. Um, What, what, what should I do? I I don't know anything about football or or broadcasting. Uh, I might've done a stint on TSN and CFL.ca, but 
Yeah, man, it's been great. I mean, look, we're on the cusp of a great cup. We're there, which is great for everybody, whether you're a fan or not. Um, I just can't wait to watch this yeah. game, buddy. I, I'll be crapping bricks. Don't get me wrong. I will be nervous. I'll be. No, I'm not. I'm not doing, talking to you on Sunday. I, 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 I will be doing repetitive motions and I'm not talking uh, to you, man. some OCD tendencies. Um, yeah, but thank you for everyone just for sticking around. Uh, enjoy the cup. Enjoy Walby. It's going to be great. Darren, you and Walby is just classic. I'll be listening in, and uh, yeah, we'll hopefully get something in before the game. Enjoy the game, folks. This is this is awesome, and thanks for joining the chat, Tamara. I'm glad you're going to be there. Mr. Halleck is here. Hello, Mr. Halleck. Well, you're oh, we got all late. the big guns. Um, we were just we're just signing off. Anyway, yeah. take care, everybody. I, I need to uh, get the podcast up, but uh, keep it locked to uh, Bonfire Sports. We got you covered this week. Thanks, Zach. Love you, brother. Enjoy. Yeah, you too, buddy. Ciao.